Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading STFC Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 13, Restoring a Damaged Relationship. In this podcast, I discuss ways in which to restore damaged work relationships. So let's get into it. The individuals we're talking about today experienced an anger expression directed at them within the workplace. A few of these individuals described their relationship with the angry person prior to the workplace anger incident as we were really quite good friends. We were quite good colleagues, you know. We got on well, quite well in the early days. But I guess when you see behavior like that, it makes you weary for anything in the future. After the anger incident, he wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't return my calls, and then Our 10-year relationship was absolutely gone. So how does a workplace friendship like that turn into a damaged relationship? Organisations today have their challenges. There are many times of busyness and stress, and you might have experienced some of those moments as well. In some cases, individuals that are stressed carry heavy workloads. There's also the fact that organizations today are in constant change. Change brings restructure and in some cases, together with that comes downsizing and the fear of job loss. Conflict is generated in a number of ways. There could be verbal or email criticisms, false accusations, perfectionism from the part of the angry person, a lack of wanting to clarify questions in the sense of asking too many questions to the angry person and their frustration coming across in relation to that, going behind one's back, uh, triggering the angry person's um, anger. It's all very much a platform for conflict. When work colleagues experience workplace anger, They experience aggression through outbursts of anger, snapping, yelling, appalling tone and language, and also inappropriate ways of expressing emotion and inappropriate behavior. How then are receivers of workplace anger impacted? Receivers of workplace anger felt underappreciated and alone, and they found themselves at breaking point. They also felt very disappointed and hurt. Disappointment that the organization hadn't dealt with issues, and in many cases, organizations had placed inadequate leadership in a position that they thought was inappropriate. Receivers of anger described the experience as a nightmare, a massive disruption. 
They felt a sinking feeling and one of the receivers of anger described the experience as one of the worst experiences of their career. Receivers expressed that anger directed at them made them feel belittled, miserable and fearful. It was crushing on their self-esteem and on their confidence. Receivers also described that they would go home crying and this in turn would impact their home relationships. And the topic of the conversation was the workplace issue. The work environment felt very pressured and stressful. Receivers, when encountering the anger incident, felt quite powerless. They felt tense and it was an awkward situation for them. They also felt saddened and really, really hurt, unable to concentrate on other facets of work because it was someone that they had previously respected and in many cases a friend of theirs that was the angry person. Some cases, uh, especially related to managers, portrayed that managers experienced overload as they took on extra workload to avoid any further conflict with the angry person. Others found it quite difficult to relax at home, lying in bed thinking about the issues and how they could sort things out and what could be done within the workplace to avoid that conflict. Some even gained weight. The experience impacted the relationship with the angry person significantly and damaged the relationship. It also impacted the receiver's work commitment. Interestingly, the impacted individuals resigned from the organization because of the tensions. And when individuals were impacted by workplace anger expressions and experienced these regularly for around six to eight months, they tended to resign from the organization. It seems that when individuals managed to get over the toxic hump, which was considered about six to eight months, according to the description participants made, they tended towards working things out. So how then do you restore a damaged work relationship? There were two main suggested ways to restore a damaged work relationship that stemmed from the 30 participants I interviewed. In some cases, relationships were restored, while in other cases they weren't. The ones that were restored had some common themes. So first of all, restoration happened when the issues were dealt with. Issues were dealt with in three main ways. The first way is that restored relationships happened when the receiver took the time to have that one-on-one discussion with the angry person. And this didn't necessarily happen right away. Sometimes there was a, a pause, a moment, the receiver of anger took a break and then went back to discuss the issue with the angry person and stated how unacceptable it had been and discussed the issues that had caused the anger. And by doing this, there was a certain level of resolution. And with time, the relationship was restored. The second way in which restoration happened when issues were dealt with was in relation to third-party intervention. 
So when there was a third-party intervention, especially in more difficult situations, it assisted, it wasn't always easy, but it assisted in bridging that relationship. And often relationships even improved when there was third-party intervention. One of the quotes from the participants is, we've given it time now, think now it's time to bring the old relationship management in as a conduit between us to just kind of get us back on speaking terms, you know, actually speaking terms. In many instances, the only desire that receivers had was to distance themselves from the angry person. And of course, in a situation related to conflict, that doesn't bring any resolution at all. It was very important to have that third party intervention. The third way in which issues were dealt with was that restored relationships happened when management took appropriate action. There was often a complaint that came across with the participants I interviewed related to how organizations were not taking appropriate measures to deal with the issues that were cropping up. So restored relationships happened when the organization intervened in some form or another, and in some instances it wasn't the direct management, but it was upper management that intervened and that allowed for restoration to occur, or at least for civil relationships to be restored. Now, I've added an interesting resource there for you to use. It's the Mediator's Handbook, 3rd Edition. It has a number of topics that will be of interest to you. It's a bestseller. It provides some information on the mediation session, how to support the people involved in that conflict, also how to control the process, solve the problem, and also how to conduct informal mediation. There are also a number of procedures in the book, in the appendix, policies, letters, evaluation forms and information on the bibliography that can provide you with even further information to research this area. So I'd encourage you to have a look at it. The link is below. The other book that I would encourage you to look at is a book related to the second area that is bringing workplace resolution, the area of forgiveness. Restoration happened when the angry person asked for forgiveness and when the receiver of anger forgave. This book is very valuable. It's called Forgiveness at Work, Stories of of the Power, Possibility and Practice of Forgiveness in the Workplace. It talks about a number of areas. It's got some powerful stories that make a real difference for individuals in difficult but also everyday situations in the workplace. The author's name is Deborah Welch. She is a doctor in that area. These stories of forgiveness remind us that we can break free from those repetitive patterns that we have, develop trust, and where there was once conflict, we can grow more true to our best selves, as she puts it herself. Release the suffering that we might endure if we don't forgive 
and enjoy our work and our life. So there are many ways to forgiveness and she describes this in the book. So take a moment to have a look at the resource below, have a read of that information. The author, Deborah Welch, coaches leaders in colleges, foundations, corporations, and even small businesses. She has many years' experience, so I'd encourage you to read that book. In addition, I've added one more resource that can be extremely helpful in relation to coaching. Coaching is very valuable. If you can coach people on how to deal with conflicting situations, that can be a preventative measure. It's good to deal with difficult situations, but we, if we can prevent them within the workplace, that is much better. So this book is called A Manager's Guide to Coaching, Simple and Effective Ways to Get the Best from Your Employees. It is written by Brian Emerson, and it's an invaluable tool that will help all leaders, coach, employees, colleagues, and themselves to excellence. So I encourage you to do that. And to finish off, I've also added to the resources links to coaching. If you do want to discuss your needs and your development, there's also a link to the Anger Management Online course that will be launched in February next year. Look in now to secure your spot for next year as there's limited availability. Thank you for joining me for this podcast today on restoring a damaged relationship. I hope you've been able to gain some good tips and that you can take those into your workplace. Don't forget to join me next week for episode 14. There's big money in anger.